Just got to try harder not to suck. I mean, I think that truly, in very basic, kind of crass terms, that's exactly what this is about. Your suck is so obvious. Whether you're a Republican who sucks or a Democrat, it doesn't matter. They're not mutually exclusive. It's not one or the other. You know when you suck. You know when you suck. You know when you're in a place you ought not be. You know what you're doing is wrong. Where are all of the voices out there? The advocates for reality, for truth, for for children, for, for our marine life, for our veterans, for black voters, for the poor. Where are these advocates? Where are all the women, women in their vagina hats? Where did they go? They disappeared. Where'd you go? Hey, Alyssa Milano, where are you, you crybaby hack? You were out there banging down the door of Congress when they were talking about Brett Kavanaugh trying to ruin his life. That was it for me. It was game over for me. I was changed that day. And I've said this, and I'll say it again. There are moments in your life that are watershed. Some affect you personally. Something searing happens to you. It changes you forever. Sometimes those watershed moments happen to other people. And you're a bystander. And you're watching. And I watched what Diane freaking Feinstein did to Brett Kavanaugh. I watched how they trotted out Christine Blasey Ford as though she was some victim. They manipulated her. They used her. They put her through hell. And what did we learn at the end of it? That Brett Kavanaugh liked to drink beer. Well, you know what? Sounds like my kind of guy. He's got my vote. I start thinking about beer at 10 in the morning. Is that a problem? I don't know. It's crazy. 
is untenable. This crazy special counsel, Jack Smith, he's no better than Letitia James. He's no better than Fannie Willis. Any of these people whose entire persona, their, their reason for existing, their mission in, in life is to destroy Donald Trump. How sad. Are you, are you for real? That's what it is for you. You get up in the morning and you say to yourself, I'm going to do whatever the hell it takes today to destroy another human being. You need therapy, right? You don't need a, a title. You need therapy, Jack. Seriously. I want to read you some of this. Associated Press, you know we are equal opportunity when it comes to media of suck. We're going to hone in on the AP's report here. Whatever it is, we're going to go through it together. Headline. I want to know what's going on with this guy, right? So the clock is ticking. We've got these four different cases, all of these indictments, all of these charges, all simultaneous for a reason. They're all connected like spokes on a wheel. And they're all connected. And the end game, no matter who it is that gets across the finish line first, I'm... Right? Whoever crosses the finish line, they all benefit because that's their goal. Destroying Donald Trump, putting him in jail, knocking him off the ballot, making him so unsavory to you that you couldn't even stand holding your nose and voting for him. They don't get it. It's not about Donald Trump. Donald Trump is your is your whipping boy. You hate MAGA. You hate America. You hate excellence. You hate dreams. And you're doing everything in your power to grind us down so that our children are raised to believe that they should not try. You're a victim. Think about that. It's dark. Special counsel Jack Smith asks the Supreme Court to rule quickly. Hurry, hurry. Hurry, hurry, hurry. Get a new speaker. We've got stuff to do. They show their cards. It's so easy to see. Rule quickly on whether Donald Trump can be prosecuted. So Trump's team is saying, and this is in the election, quote, unquote, I think it's, this is the election interference, which isn't election interference, because in America, when you say, you know what, when you guys were in Fulton County and you were feeding all those ballots in the machines all night long after telling us that, oh, it's an emergency, everybody go home, we'll, re- we'll pick this up at eight in the morning. Tape the windows. Donald Trump, you know what? I'm getting a vibe. I'm not feeling like this is right. Let's go after him. You're not allowed to question the election. I mean, Hillary Clinton, right? Stacey Abrams can. She's a hack, but not Donald Trump. So what does he want? Well, Trump's team is saying, look, as president, he has immunity. He has certain protections. You're not allowed to to go after a former president in that realm. And so special counsel Jack Smith, he's worried. He's like, look, I need this case. I need, the, I need this case. I need it to start the day before Super Tuesday. I want it right there. It's scheduled to. It needs to proceed on time because we need a verdict before the November general. Special counsel Jack Smith Monday asked the Supreme Court to take up and rule quickly on whether former President Donald Trump can be prosecuted on charges that he plotted 
to overturn the 2020 election results. Have you ever, I mean, honest to God, is that the dumbest thing you've heard in the last five minutes? The dumbest thing he plotted to overturn. No, he just wanted it done believably, credibly, demonstrably. And you guys are shady as hell. Smith made his request for the court to act with unusual speed to prevent any delays that could push back the trial of the 2024 Republican of course, now it just loaded some stupid ad to push back the trial of the 2024 Republican presidential primary frontrunner currently set to begin March 4th until after next year's presidential election. Well, later yesterday, the justices indicated that they would decide quickly whether to hear the case, ordering Trump's lawyers to respond by December 20th. So what's that? A week from tomorrow. December 20th, the court's brief order did not signal what it would ultimately do. All right, we agree with you. We'll listen to you. We'll, see, we'll hear what you have to say about making sure this is expedited, even though the justices all know it, it's a game. We got to get this on the 2024 docket stat. A federal judge ruled the case could go forward, but Trump said he would ask the federal appeals court in Washington to reverse that outcome, that means it goes to an appellate court. Smith is saying, you know what? Screw you, Donnie. We're going straight to SCOTUS. I don't care about the appellate court. Not interesting. I'm going to wave my magic judicial wand. This case presents a fundamental question at the heart of our democracy. Whether a former president is absolutely immune from federal prosecution for crimes committed while in office or is constitutionally protected from federal prosecution when he has been impeached but not convicted before the criminal proceedings begin, prosecutors wrote. Now, this is a very interesting case, and they better be very careful what they ask for because they might just get what they want. If Joe Biden is impeached, and there is a case for that, a strong case for that, obvious case for that, for sure. Not just the impeachment inquiry, but if he is actually impeached. Everything that Jack Smith is asking the high court to do here can be used in the same vein against Joe Biden because they'd be the same. Do you really want that, Jack? Do you really want that? Now, the court is next scheduled to meet privately on January 5th. We don't know whether the justices will convene sooner to take up this request, underscoring the urgency for prosecutors in securing a quick resolution that can push the case forward. Smith and his team wrote this. Now, if they were being honest, they would say because we suck and we want to taint his chances of winning in this election. They don't, they say. It is of imperative public importance that respondents' claims of immunity be resolved by this court and that respondents' trial proceed as promptly as possible if his claim of immunity is rejected. Clearly obvious. We know what you're doing, Jack. I get you. Right? This is your, this is your destiny to take Trump down. Can you imagine being that guy? He wants to be that guy. Good luck, Jack careful what you wish for quick time out on the wendy bell radio program coming up next democrats yeah they've truly destroyed the american dream so is the fed right do you know what you need to to pay now to have a new home what your what your monthly payment is what 
next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. You know, it's interesting. My 22-year-old son was talking to me about buying a home. Not like he was going to buy a home, but about the unaffordability, the inability of his generation Z, if you will, to realize the American dream. What are we doing? Look, you don't have to be a common-sense conservative female broadcaster, which we makes, I think, and Brock has called it, makes me somewhat of a unicorn, if you will. You don't have to be that to see what's going on. People cannot keep up. The Wall Street Journal, great article today. The math for buying a home no longer works. This chart shows you why. Let's read about this. Um, these de- the details are staggering. Home ownership has become a pipe dream for more Americans, even those who could afford to buy just a few years ago. Many would-be buyers were already feeling stretched thin by home prices that shot quickly higher in the pandemic. But at least mortgage rates were low. Well, then came Joe Biden's administration. Thanks, guys. Now that they're high, many people are just giving up. It's now less affordable than at any time in recent history to buy a home. And the math isn't changing anytime soon. Home prices aren't expected to go back to pre-pandemic levels. The Federal Reserve, which started raising rates aggressively early last year to curb inflation, hasn't shown much, much interest in cutting them. Awesome job. Mortgage rates slipped to about 7, 7% last year. The lowest in several months, but they are still more than double what they were two years ago. This is Corrine Jean-Pierre's BS Blohardia, where she's like, look, the cost of eggs is down. And I'm like, yeah, because it doubled under you, Jax. And then you guys dropped it four cents. Wow. Thanks for the savings. Your, you know, Thanksgiving dinner is only going to cost you blanket. Really? I paid 100 bucks for a 25-pound turkey. Gobble, gobble, gobble. How's that feeling? Typically, high mortgage rates slow down home sales. And home prices should soften as a result. But not this time. Home sales are certainly falling. Prices still rising. There just are not enough homes to go around. The national median existing home price rose to about... $392,000 in October. The highest ever for that month in data that goes back to 1999. What? In mortgages, higher rates add up fast. So let's talk about this. Standard 30-year loan, right? Total cost of a mortgage for, we'll just ballpark it, $400,000 home. Different interest rates. Let's see. The loan amount, if you were to buy a $400,000 home, at the end of your loan at 3%, you would pay just shy of $500,000 total. If you had 5%, you'd pay, looks like, closer to $600,000. If you have 8%, the total cost of a mortgage of $400,000 home is like $800,000. What? Double? Yes. That means buyers get a lot less for their dollar, of course. Before the Fed started raising rates, a person with a monthly housely, monthly housing budget of 2000 could have bought a home valued at more than $400,000. Think about that. You and your husband, you and your wife, you and your partner, whomever it is, or just you. I got 
$24,000 a year to spend on housing, $2,000 a month. You could buy a house for $400,000 and come in at that rate. Now, you have $2,000? Not a chance. You would need to find a home valued at $295,000 or less. So you're going to live in a less desirable neighborhood, right? With less desirable schools, ostensibly. With a less desirable house. And you're going to pay more. And you're going to work more. And you're going to stress more. Welcome to Bidenomics. So nice, isn't it? This is outrageous. My son's right. First time and young buyers are still stuck on the sidelines. There's no come on in. There's no welcome to the club. There's no this is what you need to do. Squirrel away. There's no squirreling. There's no squirreling. About one third of buyers this year were first time home buyers below the historical average of 38%. How about the age? Median first time home buyer, 35 years old. Second highest on record after last year's peak of 36 years. Pricing Americans out of the American dream. Your average monthly payment to get that $400,000 house. $3,300. There is no victory lap here. There is no put lipstick on this pig or put the genie back in the bottle because your family's finances don't lie. You either, ha- you either have the money or you don't. And uh, we don't. Coming up, final stretch of the Wendy Bell Radio program worth hanging out for. Canadians doing something pretty significant. Pushing back against their government. And it all has COVID to thank for it. I got the story next. Will we do it on the Wendy Bell Radio Network? Welcome back to the Wendy Bell Radio program. I stumbled upon this this morning. I think Brock sent it to me from LifeSite News. And I think it's worthy of discussion. I have a very difficult time. And I don't need a whole lot in life, ladies and gentlemen. I don't need gobs of friends. I don't need millions of dollars. I don't need a fancy car. I don't need people to think I'm pretty. I don't. I don't. I just need people to be honest. And it seems to be one of the most difficult things anymore. And I don't understand it. I can't fathom how many people have to work in concert to cover up information that you and I need. Not just for our sake and our children, for the world. How these dark figures, these elites who believe that they know better than we, because I believe that there is something fundamental missing in their lives. There's almost this correlation, like the more money you have, it's almost like the more emotionally bankrupt a lot of these folks become. Bill Gates, dude, you're dark. You're dark and you're dirty. And anywhere you are, I don't want to be. I think that you're difficult to hear. 
I think your motives are slimy. I know damn well that you were on that Lolita Express how many times. And as much as you want to distance yourself from Jeffrey Epstein, he had the goods, yo. And that those goods are out there. These people are running scared. And they damn well should be. It ought not make me extraordinary to be a good human being. It ought not. But you can quickly feel very alone as you see all the jazz that's going on. So much of what we're encouraged to do is an emergency. Hurry, hurry, hurry. Really? And, and lost in hurry, hurry, hurry is that common sense, calm down, let's look at what's going on, evaluate it, and then act accordingly. I used to think that I was going to be one of those women moms who was going to be a badass if something happened at home. I had it. I'm in charge. I got five boys. I'm ready to go. Let's go. I'm a working woman. I'm a smart woman. I got multiple degrees. Let's go. And then all of a sudden there was an emergency at my house and I had a freaking meltdown. I called 411, ladies and gentlemen. Not 911. FYI. Freaked out. Home alone with a dude who kicked in the back door as I was pregnant. Home alone. Asleep working the morning shift at the TV station. I thought I was going to be calm. I thought I was going to be focused. I thought I knew what to do. I thought I was rational. I was a raving lunatic. Then we had another situation where I, I literally, and it's, it's, I don't know, when you guys hear gory stuff, doesn't it give you the heebie-jeebies, right? I hurt one of my children's fingers in a door. Blah, blah, blah. Total panic. You know who was calm? My husband. Calm, steady as a brick wall. See, all of the jazz that went on during COVID was predicated on us being freaked. And for some reason, we weren't. I work with a physician, I live with a physician. I could gauge his seriousness about what was happening in the hospital environment. But then at some point, your, your common sense kicks in. And that panic, that's not a panic. I'm not going to race out and I'm not going to buy duct tape and plastic wrap because Tom Ridge said after 9-11, we could all be under attack. Oh, my gosh. Some people did that. I wasn't one of those people who were like, oh, oh my gosh, I've got to go dig around. I've got to find my favorite turtlenecks and cut off so I can put them on my man. Right? That's going to keep me safe. As much, right? As much as a lunatic as I was in emergencies that involved my, my family and, and our safety, there's something that was fishy from the word go. Look, I was going to read to you this, this thing about the citizen-led inquiry in Canada, where, where you have something that's truly remarkable. And we have not had this here in America. What is wrong with us? Do you know what Canada did? They organized a truckers rally. And the three people I think who were in charge of the truckers rally are still in freaking prison. For what? Having the audacity to say, you know what? This doesn't feel right. 
I don't remember Justin Trudeau, Lord Farquaad, having the wand-waving ability to make my life a living hell, to tell me where I had to go and what I need to do. I don't want to get the vaccine. You're a bad person. Wasn't that, wasn't that enough for us? Like, whoa, I'm awake. But it was more than that. It was the whole mask nonsense. First way they could, they could, I think, accurately gauge abeyance. Put on a mask, wear a mask, everywhere wear a mask. People were wearing masks in the freaking woods. Like, what? What are you doing? You're losing your common sense, your ability to think. Knock it off. And you know what makes me angry now is I trust freaking nobody. I don't trust any kind of politician. I don't trust any medical professional. I don't trust anybody who's in research. It's bogus. It's bought and paid for. It's crap. Crap. And then they're going to wonder why when the next thing comes around, because you know there's always a next thing. These people are dirtbags. They're evil. It's this global cabal of suck. And if you think I'm speaking like Alex Jones wacko stuff, look around you. Everybody hurrying to the, to the climate conference. In Dubai. Please. You hacks. You're a bunch of rich, elite people who suck. You're the same people who've infiltrated education with your ridiculous, woke nonsense. Where you're running around like a chicken with your head cut off because there's no way you can please anybody or everybody. Then we, we wonder, uh, why do our kids have this crazy, like, mental health thing? Why is personal mental health such a thing? Because kids are not supposed to be talking about porn or gender or sexuality when they're in elementary school. It's too many messages. Why don't we just let them be children? Ah, because that's where it is. We need to be able to get to the kids, to groom the kids to be the next generation of, of warriors, of clone troopers. People who follow blindly do what we say. You're part of the club, aren't you? You're in on it, aren't you? How many people do you think pretend to be but are sitting there saying, what the hell is going on? Jews in this country got a major wake-up call, didn't they? They were out there protesting with BLM. Yeah, until all of a sudden, this inconvenient truth came out. Oh, wait a minute. I was thinking that this group was including me, but they actually hate me and would kill me. And my college or university would be like, eh. oh, well. So I, I want to say to you guys, this article I was going to read to you about this citizen group of Canadians and the Canadians have been living under a tyranny that I don't think we as Americans could possibly grapple with or understand. Coming forward and saying, done. Your data sucked. You did things that broke the law. You waved your wand. You changed the rules and you forced us to do something that you knew was bad. You knew was dangerous and you freaking did it anyway. 
In my mind, Claudine Gay, yeah, she's a plagiarist. That makes her a dirtbag. These people are evil, evil. And they will not stop. They will not stop. My question is, if Canadians can do it, if the Chinese can do it, if the Dutch can do it, and the Italians, and the folks in Argentina, if they can do it, where the hell is the pushback in America? Is that what it's going to take? To get the scales of reality back where they need to be. Is it one of those moments where they open up the window and it's millions of people all protesting, saying hell no for them to be like, I think we've got a problem. See, Bud Light still hasn't gotten the message. They still think that they're in it. They still think that there's, there's money to make. There's a game to win. Pow, y'all are done. Because it's not just my generation who knows you suck. It's our children. Because as much as you want to fiddle with them in schools and talk to them about stuff that we don't want you talking about, they come home to us. They are ours. And there is no length that we will not go to protect them. And to win. MAGA is the embodiment of that in a nationalistic way. A love of all things that we were given the opportunity to reach for as children. And now the fight of our lives to ensure that those same privileges are afforded to the people we would die for our children. Quick time out when we come back. Joe Biden has a secret weapon. <laughs> Seriously. I'm going to tell you what it is, who it is. See if you agree. <laughs> Don't go anywhere. You got to hear this next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. Man, I keep talking about this. Old high school musical, same playbook, same story, same propaganda. We can go back in time to what? How many different wars? The strategies, the smoke screens, the alternate realities. It's so obvious and it's boring. It's so predictably stupid. And yet there's real collateral damage on the line. So Joe Biden, he's got a plan. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was fake news. He doesn't have a plan, in fact. But his re-election, the people running his campaign, say that they believe they've got a secret weapon to help Joe Biden limp to the finish line. What could it be? What do you guys think? Is it, is it election malfeasance? Nah, I don't know. I hope not. Is it some other smokescreen that's going to pop up? No, it's Hillary Clinton. <laughs> oh my oh hillary hillary clinton to take larger role in biden's re-election campaign oh and even democrats are laughing story on the daily uh wire here you go ready 
I think every now and again, you just need to go on with your day at the end of our program, and you need to feel better that you suck less than Hillary Clinton. And this is it. There you go. Former Secretary of State and failed presidential candidate Hillary Clinton is reportedly gearing up to take on a larger role in President Joe Biden's reelection campaign, a decision that is receiving a fair amount of mockery from both sides of the political aisle. Over the last month, although she's not officially a member of Biden's campaign team, what does that mean? What 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 does being an official member mean? It's got to be some kind of payola. It's all about the dough, friends. She's positioned herself as one of his most visible and influential surrogates. Come on. You really want Hillary Clinton or Bill Clinton or anybody in, around them who all seem to die? I mean, seriously, that's a hell of a lot of weird... Close friends. I don't know. Kind of weird. Clinton hosted a big ticket fundraiser in November, benefiting Biden's reelection war chest two weeks earlier. She published an op ed in The Atlantic. We were all just swooning over it. It was dazzling defending the Biden administration's response to the ongoing war between Israel and the terror group Hamas. As NBC noted in an article published Monday, it is certainly possible that Clinton could help Biden on some issues. Really? This is what their takeaway was. Clinton is popular with women. What? I find her to be a vile, vile member of the We've Got Ovaries Club because I can still tell you what it's like to be a woman and what what that word means. Clinton is popular with women. And key parts of the Democratic base and remains a fundraising draw who can help ensure Biden has the money to get his message out. There's still a two for the price of one theme when it comes to the family. Bill and Hill together. Oh, if you could only be so lucky. Not everybody, though, so convinced that Clinton, who lost to former President Donald Trump in 2016, even though it was all supposed to go a different way, right? Until you people showed up. 63 million of you people (laughs) decided, you know, I like that weird guy coming down the elevator or escalator. I'm going to go with him rather than her. Bring it on. Bring in the woman incredibly disliked in swing states to campaign for Biden. Some guy named Doug Powers said in a post on X, I've no idea who he is. Obviously, somebody who's relevant to this Daily Wire story. It's entirely possible that the Democratic Party actively does not want to win the presidency in 2024. Somebody else said, couldn't disagree, right? She couldn't even win her own election. How is she going to win this for him? Somebody else said. Even some on the hard left were unimpressed with the possibility that they'd be seeing more of Clinton. Ex-NBC host Mendy Hassan said, ah, yes, when you're a Democrat struggling to beat Donald Trump, you call for help from, checks notes, the last Democrat to lose to Donald Trump. Marianne Williamson running in against Biden in the Democratic primary saw the opportunity to plug her own run. We can go forward, not backwards. Beautiful. They're running on fumes. What do you think... It will take for the crazy to stop. What will it take? Will it take a million mom march? Will it take 5 million of us? Will it take 85 million of us? If, if, if they think that we believe 
that 81 million people showed up organically for an old man whose career was was plagued by plagiarism and lies and by garbage? Do they do they really think that we believe that? Do they think we're going to fall for that? I don't know. But I am intrigued by Canada in this realm, my friends, as I said. I think the final straw for most of us is the children, whether you have kids or not. There is something indescribable, precious, and it's throughout the animal world, protecting who comes next. And while we are struggling with this right now, my friends, and I speak specifically to you parents, we might be struggling with this right now, but our children are sponging up all of it. This will be the generation of kids who goes out and writes the pendulum and gets back to the family values, back to mom and dad and kids, back to doing what needs to be done. Believing in God, believing in law and order, believing in the family unit. That is what I believe they're most afraid of. And that is what our kids get from us. Rejoice. We've got this. If you're new to the program, thank you so very much for being a part of this, right? Wendy Bell Radio Network, Wendy Bell Radio Podcast, all of it. Join us, follow us, be part of the conversation. Just come on back tomorrow. We'll see you in 21 hours. Peace.